This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. We are back with Sports and Corks. I'm Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. We're going to jump right into college football for the week. Um, recapping this last weekend of Georgia taking down Auburn. Yes, um, that was kind of a bummer. I was hoping at least um, for Georgia to lose that game so that they would be um, out of playoff discussion, but here we are. I don't think Georgia's going to be out of the playoff discussion like at all, even though, again, they had one of the worst losses having it be to an unranked team. Meanwhile, all those other ranked teams have lost to ranked teams. But Georgia manages to still be yep, ranked They sure do. <laughs> uh, so we'll be hearing more about them as the weeks go on. Uh, also, sadly, Minnesota got their first loss this weekend. Um, Iowa beat them 23 to 19. So um, while it is still a very good season for them, it, they will not finish the season undefeated. No, but hopefully the rest of their season goes over pretty well and you know they're going to get a bowl game so that that's just good for that program and they've been fun to watch and to be fair they were at Iowa so like it might have been different had they been in yeah yeah I think that would have definitely been a different story I think that in terms of skill level they're like closely matched but uh yeah any given Sunday (laughs) I feel like that really fits with that matchup and then Penn State they they won, which was kind of expected. Not too much to say there because Penn State is a pretty strong team. And then I think that the Oklahoma game was yeah, probably a little more fun. One hundred percent. Yeah, that game was wild. <laughs> Baylor also not going to finish the year undefeated, but regardless, still a very good season for them. Uh, no matter how it turns out. Yeah, they cooged it. <laughs> like they majorly cooged it. I saw, I saw the beginning of that game, and I was like, "Oh my god, Baylor is gonna win this!" It's like they're just playing out of their minds a little bit. And then, um, between the time it took for me to leave the bar I was watching it at to getting back to where we were staying in um, Des Moines. Oklahoma had turned it around just like super quickly and it <laughs> it's impressive <laughs> like my goodness um you hate to see yeah, it Baylor tough, fans kind of very much a heartbreaker for them I'm sure oh I have a friend in Houston who's an alumni and he sent me a text he's like oh my god oh my god they're gonna I hope they don't lose and mm-hmm. like it was a bunch of sad faces and I'm like oh bud 
real sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so it's we'll we'll see how Oklahoma the rest of their season looks after that, and Baylor. Um, they could have a challenging weekend coming up, and we'll talk about that. But but that was definitely one of the more fun games of the weekend. For sure. Uh, Not a super interesting game was Notre Dame versus Navy. Notre Dame came in ranked 16th and Navy was ranked 23rd. And uh, Notre Dame (laughs) put up 52 points against Navy. Navy scored 20. So, you know, no shutout there. But uh, also I feel like it sounded like I just said a bad word. Shutout. (laughs) Um, No shutout there. but just not a very exciting game, but good for Notre Dame. You know, they had a dominant performance there. So, and they, there have been weeks where they have not. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, still, the jury's still out on Notre Dame, I think, in terms of how good of a team they actually are. Oh, yeah. Which is on brand for them <laughs> pretty much every year. Not a bad place. At least they're consistent. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you traveled um, to see the Iowa State-Texas game. Do you want to talk about that? I sure do. Um, first of all, the state of Iowa. Wow. Just wow. Um, <laughs> the game was so much fun. Um, Iowa State was playing all right. Texas wow was not and so the those last couple minutes of the game were tight and it was just it was a fun atmosphere to be in it was a fun game uh it was just a fun group of people to be there with my friend who it was his bachelor party like I don't think he could have asked for a better outcome when it comes when it came to the game and um yeah I I my dad called me Yesterday, when I was traveling back from Iowa, fun fact, there's not a direct flight from Austin to Des Moines. So I flew to Minneapolis and drove down. And my goodness, there's just a lot. There's just so much. Um, anyways, so my dad called me on the drive because it's a three-hour drive from Des Moines to Minneapolis. <laughs> and he's wow. like... I was watching that game that you were at. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, it looked cold. And I'm like, yeah, it was. He's like, and then the Gophers, like, it was really sad for them. And I'm like, Dad, I was at the Iowa State game. And he's like, I thought you were at Iowa. And I'm like, no, I was at Iowa State. But the state of Iowa, uh, both major teams got a win. So I think everyone came together both Cyclone fans and Hawk fans to be like kind of civil um, (laughs) as they both did well yesterday or this weekend. But um, yeah, it was cold. It was not the coldest game I've ever been to, but Brock Purdy, what a dude. And Sam Ellinger should not ever run the ball. needs to stop him from running because he is not a great runner he's a big guy but not a great runner yeah not everyone can do that so no like they're I feel like for a lot of quarterbacks either you're like really good at scrambling but you're not super big or you're super big and you just like hold your own yeah that's not Sam Ellinger he he has a good arm he's not 
he is not a Russell Wilson. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, and he's not a Josh Allen. No. And yeah. that's that's who I like think of when I look at him. I'm like, oh, Sam Ellinger like has the potential to be like a Josh Allen. But then Josh Allen runs the ball super well. Like that's the only reason Wyoming had its success with him is because he was just amazing around all around. Yeah. Um, so games coming up this week, they're only really on paper a couple of good matchups mm-hmm. that are super exciting. Um, the first one being Penn State at Iowa State. Penn State comes in ranked ninth, Ohio State ranked second. Um, could have in- implications for the playoff picture. Uh, I am 99% sure you're rooting for Ohio State in this one. Is that correct? It's like, you know me, but I love both Penn State and the Ohio State. I just... See, I'm surprised (laughs) that you have that much love for Penn State, just given all of the Jerry Sandusky stuff. I feel like you would not, even though that's in the past, I'm like surprised. I feel like you would just be out on them completely. (laughs) Most people would, but like, fun fact, I had wanted to go to Penn State and I had toured and I went out like our our freshman year of college was the year that all of that came out. But I had still kept like the Penn State hoodie. I still have it, actually. But like uh, I would like wear it around campus and people would be like, oh, you support rapists. And I'm like, no, I had like Penn State was a good school and I still would have gone if Penn State had not been super expensive <laughs> out of state tuition, 50K. Yeah, my parents were like, you can try somewhere else. So Oof. I did not go there. If it had been more affordable, I still would have gone because, um, one, it's a good school. It's a great school. Uh, I love the Big Ten Conference. I think that the teams are just really fun to watch. I think the atmosphere is great. And I think a lot of programs... Also, I think that they Penn State was punished appropriately um for what Jerry Sandusky had done um as it wasn't a player the players didn't do it do anything so I am not like oh we should punish the players the program did receive you know penalties and um I think they're coming back from that and people who went to Penn State people who support Penn State like they acknowledge it and they know how bad it was like they know that it's like the mm-hmm. worst thing and it was devastating that being said um penn state has lost a game and i think ohio state is the greatest chance for the big 10 to be pretty highly ranked and so i'm rooting for ohio state in this game yes <laughs> i assume you're rooting for um, penn state i guess i don't know i would prefer the penn state wins but at the same time I would like Ohio State to be a representative outside of the SEC (laughs) in the playoffs. So I feel like if they lose, then that's not great for that. So I guess I'm what I'm what I'm arriving at is that I'm rooting for Ohio State. (laughs) It's a it's amazing how the way the rankings are shaking out influences who you're willing to root for. It it really does. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Texas Baylor game, it will be another big one this weekend. Yes. Uh you know, showdown between the Texas teams. Gotta love that. 
Yes. So. That should be, that should actually be a pretty fun game. Texas is probably, not probably, Texas is pissed that they lost to Iowa State because they act like Iowa State is not even like a real team. Um, yeah. Which is weird because like Matt Campbell, one is a good coach and two, Iowa State's a pretty good team. Three, the Big 12 is, a, is like a decent football conference. Anyways. For sure. And then Baylor, Baylor's just doing very well. So maybe they won't cook it and they will um, take advantage of Texas's mistakes as they should. Like there is no reason for teams to not exploit the other team's mistakes to win. And I think that's how Baylor will come out on top there. I think they will too. I'd be surprised if they lost back-to-back games, you know? Yeah, no, because Texas on a good day is competitive with Oklahoma on a, (laughs) on a week coming off of a loss, like away. It's, it's going to be rough and they're they're They have the pieces. They just aren't all like working together yet. I've talked to Texas fans who are like next season will be like a really good season for Texas. Um, Cause all of Tom Herman's players will be there, but I think next season's going to be a great season for Baylor. If this season's any indicator of it. Yeah. I think it will be as well when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game. We have Michigan ranked 15th. They're eight and two. They're playing at Indiana, and Indiana is seven and three, but unranked. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? I think that Michigan, like we all, we've been joking like all season that Michigan's just like not great to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I like look at their like how many games they've won, and I'm like. Is this how have they won this many games? Michigan's like not that good. And I think it's important that Michigan one plays well this weekend, but doesn't like wear themselves out, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because they have a bigger game the following weekend. Like the Ohio State Michigan game is so much more important than this Michigan Indiana game. Um, I think the Ohio State Michigan rivalry is like one of the best football rivalries in in college football. So for them to like go all out against Indiana, who is is all right, but like not a team worth sweating over, they should they should come ready, but not ready to just be like, let's go a hundred. I don't know. What yeah. are your thoughts on this game? I think it's going to be an upset. I think that oh. Michigan. might be a hot take I don't know uh I think like you said Michigan's probably kind of looking towards the next week and uh you know Indiana's playing at home I think it could happen I don't I'm not a believer in Michigan this year so I'm not a believer in Michigan either but their record says not necessarily a believer in Indiana but (laughs) (laughs) you gotta keep things interesting here I can't just I'm not gonna just always go with the team that on paper is supposed to win. So yeah. that's my pick. Oh yeah. Uh, but so what's your game of the week then? Oh, game, my game of the week. Uh, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. It is not a college football game because when I was looking at the college football schedule, I felt like it lacked 
it had, you know, left a little bit to be desired yeah. um, in terms of games to choose from. So my game this week is um, the Celtics at the Nuggets. They're playing on Friday. Um, the Celtics are 10-2. and two. They're at the top of the East, and um, the Nuggets are third. I think that um, there's a, a decent chance for the Nuggets to win that game. Um, you know, they're at home. Uh, what's-his-face is out. Really great with names, obviously. Gordon Hayward is out with a injury for several weeks now. So I like their chances yeah. of winning that game, and I think I think it'll be a competitive game, and I am excited to watch it. Um, Colin is a big Celtics fan, so I'm hoping that I can have something to hold over his head for a little while, but... Knock on wood. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, solid <laughs> matchup. What is your game of the week? A yeah, good game. I just talked about the greatest rivalry <laughs> in college football. The second greatest rivalry in college football <laughs> in my head. Um, CSU plays at Wyoming for non-Mountain West fans or people. Uh, CSU is Colorado State University and... CSU and Wyoming, the universities are about an hour apart. And so it it should be a good, a good game. CSU have wa- I watched them play CU earlier this season, and I think they're having a rough season, but I think they're on their way to doing really well. So I think they'll they'll have some of those pieces and we'll get to see like the the glimpses of how well they're going to do in the future. Um and so that'll it'll make for like a fun game. But they're playing in Laramie. It's going to be <laughs> really cold. Yes, it probably <laughs> like will. The Wyoming AD, he tweeted, he's like, he's like, there's no reason for Wyoming fans not to show up. And I'm like, yeah, it's 30 degrees. With, and like the wind is going to be eight miles per hour. I'm like, that feels <laughs> terrible. Also, it's a night game. Like, I love the University of Wyoming Cowboys. But like. That is a cold game. It's going to be not a fun environment. And I think it's going to be a little close because Wyoming doesn't have their starting quarterback, but they should squeak out a win. Yeah, the high on Friday in Laramie is 36. The low is 18. So at night, you know it's going to be cold. I thought we worked a game that that CU-Washington football game that we worked in 2017 season was... I think the coldest I've ever been in my life. And I feel like that is nothing compared to working a football night game in Laramie. It was, but that Washington game, it was also pouring rain in Boulder. So it was not. Yeah. We were wearing trash bags. We were drenched. Our socks were soaked. Yeah. I think that was worse than a cold game in Wyoming because there was one game where Wyoming played, I think like Hawaii and I was working the game and it was like 10 degrees and I could not feel my feet. And I would probably take that over being like drenched and could not, cannot feel my feet like at that Washington CU game. Yeah, that's fair. The, yeah, just the, the water. Ugh, God. Yeah. Water is like an element that will just like ruin it. It can be warm and raining and it's still not a good time because like 
your feet feel gross. <laughs> you can't like pull your clothes off when you get home because they're like stuck to you from the water. Um, no, I don't like <laughs> I remember our last day in Hawaii this past spring. Um, it was kind of raining and overcast and I was just like determined. I was, I was not going back inside. Um, I was just determined to lay out there and hope that it stopped and it didn't. But I was like, I'm going to get tan. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun just did not want that to happen on the last day. So another. You got tan the other days. Yeah, that's true. But, just, you know, when you get those rainy days and you don't want them, it's no fun. It's true. It's very true. So now we're switching gears to college basketball. Uh, we have LSU ranked 23rd versus Utah State ranked 17th in the Jamaica Classic at Montego Bay. I think that's how you say that. Um, that game is on Friday. You know, we're rooting for Utah State in this one, both you and I, I think, for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, yes. So... You know, that'd be a, a decent win for them, and uh, they'd definitely be moving up in the rankings after that. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe. I don't I don't know if they'd move up too much, just because... I think they can move up, like, one or two spots. Mm. You don't think so? I, I guess... No, I don't think... No, I don't think LSU or Utah State will move up for beating LSU... Um, LSU would move up to probably, they might be in the top 20 if they beat Utah State, but I think Utah State would stay fairly, they they would stay where they are at 17. I guess for me, it depends on what happens with the teams ranked above. uh, Yeah, that's true. That's also true. And there are so many games happening that, like you said, we're obviously pulling for Utah State in that one. And... LSU seems to run hot and cold and they had, you know, their set of issues. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. So we'll see. Uh, what are you thinking about St. Mary's? Also St. Mary's has their own set of issues. Uh, pouring out for the WCC strength of schedule. <laughs> uh, they St. Mary's lost at home to a team called Winthrop um on monday we didn't mention mention this on the podcast um last week uh but they did lose last monday uh and that is just a really not a good look for them disappointed in you st mary's good thing the wcc has gonzaga to represent them true i know we talked about kentucky the upset last week and then this week they played utah valley and Kentucky won, but it was a very close game. So let's just, like, why, Kentucky? Why can they not show up and be good? Yeah, so while we're recording, today is Monday. Uh, Kentucky narrowly beat Utah Valley. <laughs> uh, we all know they're not ranked. And um, <laughs> we got a funny notification while we were recording from ESPN that said, UK escapes disaster versus Utah Valley. <laughs> uh, they ended up winning by eight points. Um, didn't watch the end of that game, but I would assume since it was close towards the end that maybe there was some fouling going on and that kind of, yeah. that could have, um, again, I don't want to speak out of turn because this could be incorrect, but I feel like probably what happened is um, Utah Valley started fouling. And so that score seems a little, um, 
little better for Kentucky than like the reality of the actual game um, would be my guess. So, yeah, I don't I didn't even know where Utah Valley was. I just had to look it up. It's in Orem, Utah. Ah, where is Orem? I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe I, I should. Think it's in southern Utah. Maybe I should look up and see if there are any Australian shepherd breeders there. Ooh, nope. But there is. Seven and a half hours. We're not driving that far. <laughs> All right. Never, never heard of that place. Interesting. Well, you go hiking in. Is it near Moab? Yeesh, hiking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong reaction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a guy I came across on, I think it was Bumble the other day, and he had an Australian Shepherd in two of his photos. Like, it was clearly his dog, and it was a super cute dog. And so I was texting my coworker, and I was like, is it bad if I swipe right on him just for the dog so that I can ask him where he, if he got it from a Colorado breeder? <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's really cute. We should, like, actually talk to him. And I was like... Mm, he has like five bike pictures in his profile. I think he's a little too active for me. And she was just like, oh my gosh, you're so, that's so bad. <laughs> I think you should try to find out about the dog. And maybe if it worked out, like you became friends, you could like somehow be like, spend more time on patios instead of out in the wilderness on bikes. Yeah. Uh, my plan is to find out where the dog came from and then probably that'll be the end of that um <laughs> i'm so terrible this is why i'm single uh make your intentions clear at the beginning just be like <laughs> listen i'm not looking for anything serious unless you can seriously tell me where to find another dog like this and then you can be like okay well this isn't working goodbye it was such a cute dog uh anyways okay so are we moving on to the nba viewership <laughs> Yeah. So our our resident numbers guy, Raul, he sent me information about the viewership for the NBA. And so it's down. It's fairly early in the season for the NBA. So nine national nationally televised uh, NBA games have not gotten up to a million viewers. And last season total, um, there were only 12 games that had less than a million viewers. So it's just very interesting that viewership is down. Um, and like what people could attribute it to. Um, one of the issues um, that I read was like potentially Golden State just like tanking. <laughs> um, and, and to me, that's just like very interesting because there's so many other fun teams to watch in the NBA. Like, I don't know. It, it, I don't get why people are not watching it as much as last season. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Golden State probably has a decent amount to do with that. Um, yeah. But but then it's like, well, you have teams like the Lakers who, you know, they have LeBron. Like you would think that that excitement would kind of make up a bit in terms of viewership numbers for yeah. Golden State being not good. Uh I don't really know. I, I feel like, you know, football's king and it's just becoming even more so like that. Uh, hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. There, because you know that like in, in the NFL that like the, the Patriots are going to win. Um, it's pretty much a guarantee is the Patriots <laughs> are going to win in the NFL. Um, and those other teams 
they might be fun to watch. Every once in a while, you might get a fight that breaks out with the Browns after, like right as they're winning. But like that's kind of a one-off. Um, but in the NBA, I don't, I don't know. The Nuggets are fun to watch. The Bucks are fun to watch. But neither of those teams have a ton of nationally televised games, which that's true. It, you know. I mean, the teams that are the teams that are the best in each conference, you know, people want to watch them. But if they're not getting those national games, then it's kind of like it's probably affecting viewership numbers. Um, I don't know. It's probably a little biased in terms of certain teams getting more. Oh, for sure. More network games than others, but. Anywho. It's all about money. I think a lot of those decisions are made off of who they think is going to generate the most revenue. Yeah. When they should be considering, like, other factors. But that's just... I mean, this is a pretty wild statistic. We're less than a month into the regular season. And last year, there were only 12 games the entire season with less than a million viewers. Basically, about a month into the regular season, they're at 70. They've, like, reached 75% of that. Yep. Because this does not bode well. It does not. Hopefully all these channels are gonna pull the NBA games. No. Hopefully the numbers go up. Oh, I mean I guess they would as like college football's like winding down and the NFL is like still in the middle of the season, but like they they'll be done pretty soon relatively, right? So like Three months, yeah. Viewership, yeah, viewership should be up just in time for March Madness. Yes. Um. So I don't know. We can we can hope that more people are watching the NBA. We hope so. Time. Uh, yeah. Switching gears to the NFL, which we know we have not talked about a ton this season. We'll we'll be talking about it more. We promise. Uh, one of these weeks, we'll talk about the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> And I suppose the Patriots, because we can't be just biased here, unfortunately. Um, we can. This is we our can. podcast. We can do what I want, what we want. Like, we talk about the teams we like. True. We very obviously have a Pac-12 bias. Yeah, Western half of the U.S. bias. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Patriots, the Buffalo Bills. How are you feeling about the way people have been talking about the Buffalo Bills this season? So the Buffalo Bills are second in the AFC East behind the New England Patriots. <laughs> and people like are constantly being like, oh, Josh Allen is terrible. Why is he playing? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. The Bills have not been good for a very long time. Um, I would like to... Start with, I've been a, a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan since they drafted Josh Allen. My mother has been an actual lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> and so she talks about like when they were actually good and how they've been bad for years. And even still, she's like, I'm very judgmental of Josh Allen. I'm like, mom, he keeps winning. What is like, why are people so unhappy with Josh Allen when he's like delivering? And the team's doing well. And, like, if the Patriots were not in the same conference as the Bills, they might even be leading the conference, if you will. I don't know. We're, 
Where do, how do you feel as a third-party observer? I feel like they're just kind of flying under the radar and no one's really talking about them. But like you said, you know, they're right there behind the Patriots. So they deserve to be talked about. I think it's it's not West Coast – or sorry, it's not East Coast bias because they're on the East Coast. I but, know. But uh, it's like underdog bias, you know? I I think it is because like – I feel like people are forgetting about this not and this might be the where I am in the country and Lynn, all the people I follow um on various social media platforms. But so the 49ers are just ahead of the Seahawks. But like the Seahawks are they beat yeah. the 49ers and people are talking about the 49ers like they're the second coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm true. like, you do realize that the Seahawks are also in their division. Yeah. And beat them. I mean, it was a ticky-tacky win, but it's okay. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're, again, closely matched teams. So I think that bodes well for the excitement when it comes playoff time. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say the Patriots and the Bills are closely matched. <laughs> that <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. The Patriots beat the Bills very handily. Um the 49ers Seahawks, that's a more exciting matchup. Can agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people need to give the Bills a little bit more respect. I would agree. Oh, thank you for that affirmation. <laughs> uh, do you have a hot take this week? I do. So, I don't, do you know who John Mulaney is? Uh, I do. I'm not super familiar with his work, but I know like some of the things that he's done, like SNL, and then he was in uh, like some Spider-Man movie, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like he's he's a comedian. He's yeah. really funny. I think he's a really good uh, writer. Like he's a really good comedy writer. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of think parts of his like writing is better than him performing. Um, which is like my hot take because people love John. It, people who watch John Mulaney love him. They're like, John Mulaney has the best jokes, blah, blah, blah. Like my little sister is just like, he's so funny. And I'm like, he starts every set with like, I'm Catholic. If you couldn't tell by me walking out. And I'm like, that's like one, not a great starting <laughs> joke. It's funny in like, Oh, it's like kind of funny, but not so funny that you should start every set with that. Yeah. Like, that's not the that's not the funniest thing I've ever heard. And like coming from someone like John Mulaney, who's hilarious and very like intelligent with his jokes, that one falls flat. And so it maybe that is a hot take that I'm like he's resting on his boy laurels. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like do better, John Mulaney. <laughs> Interesting. What's your hot take? Uh, I think that one of the Thanksgiving desserts is absolute trash and i think it's something that a lot of people like and that is pecan pie oh i think it's disgusting <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like eating peeps or something like it's just so it's so sugary it's just sickeningly oh, sweet yes and right. i i have a sweet tooth i love sweets i think i ate like a quarter pound of chocolate covered gummy bears the other day uh odd combination but very good uh but i'm out on pecan pie it it's just like it just tastes like a cavity 
And I know a lot of people like it. And I just, I like the candied pecan part of it, but the, like, the kind of custardy filling is just, ugh, gross. Pass. Because it's straight corn syrup. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people like it for Thanksgiving, and I just think it's disgusting, and I don't want it anywhere near my plate. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Glad we could support your TED Talk (laughs) on pecan pies being, like, a cavity. Trash. Oh my gosh. It's it's candy corn is better than pecan pie. I can agree with that. I would rather eat candy corn than have a slice of pecan pie. That's my hot take. Deal with it. I can I can feel that. I mean, that's that is quite a hot take. People (laughs) love pecan pie. My lord. I know I'm making one for Thanksgiving. Piping hot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh I'll share this hot take with the folks who requested the pecan pie and they'll be like emily's high (laughs) um all right (laughs) what wine are you drinking this week to prepare for thanksgiving to prepare and no pecan pie uh let me pull it up in my wine searcher app i had to look you have a wine searcher app yes it's called vivino (laughs) it's v-i-v-i-n-o and uh it's very handy because if someone gifts you a bottle of wine and you're like, I don't know, like, is this something I say for a special occasion? Is this like a Tuesday night, you know, pop it open, have a glass while you're watching TV bottle of wine? It has this handy feature where you just like you allow access to your camera and you just have to take a picture of the label. And um, like 90 percent of the time it'll match it. And it basically tells you like the average price and the ratings, um, tasting notes pairing notes it's really handy uh so i had to pull the app up because my wine of the week is one that i had scanned into the app but i couldn't remember the name of it um it's called tribute sauvignon blanc 2018 uh it's very nice it's not like too expensive it's like 15 dollars bottle um, but it's got like nice kind of pineapple tropical flavors and um it was just something i got for free from work for working a 16 hour day <laughs> so i think i earned it you did uh, and that's a good way to get wine but yeah it was it was pretty good um had that over the weekend and uh watched a lot of real housewives of atlanta <laughs> no judgment Solid weekend uh what is your wine of the week so now that it's somewhat chilly in Texas, and by chilly I mean 70 degrees, it is red wine again. Love it. And I, yes, apothic red. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's like very easy Which, to drink. To is me. it the dark? It's not the dark red because you wouldn't go for that, right? No, it's like a red blend. It's the winemaker's okay. blend. Yeah, it's just like their traditional red blend. They have like three yeah. different varieties of a red blend. They do. I like the uh, red and crush. Oh, I think crush! Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They. They're just like easy red wine, red blends. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. I'll probably have some at Thanksgiving. Sounds lovely. Pouring wine out. Pour one out for Tua. He's getting surgery. This is like kind of going back to college football. But as we're drinking wine, pour one out. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Today I got a notification saying that he had had a successful surgery today. So yep, I think yeah. that you know that's good. 
yeah. So hopefully he recovers. He has a good recovery and um, can get back to playing. Uh, it's really unfortunate to hear when players are like somewhat injured and then they still go out and play and it just kind of makes it worse. I know my dad, he's a an Alabama fan. He was so mad. Oh. He's like, Nick Saban shouldn't have played him. Yeah, it's it's always rough when you're faced with that decision as a coach. And, you know, clearly, I mean, I've been a coach in my life, not. Uh, but, but like, that's got to be a tough decision, you know. It's like, how much do you risk? How much do you put on the line with this player? And there's always a risk of them them getting injured further. So it's just bad bad break there. Oh, yeah. So hopefully he'll be back and we'll have, you know, we can go back to criticizing Alabama and them having, like, a stellar quarterback. Yeah. Do you have any personal plugs this week? Mm, yeah. We need more views on Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, we would love for you to just write a quick review, a sentence or two, five stars. Love to see it. Uh, just tell us yep. what you enjoy about the podcast. If you have yeah. um, things you would like us to change, um, send us an email. That's Can you tell the email address? It is sportsandcorks at gmail.com. Super easy to remember. There we go. Just like send us an email. Let us know. We will be doing um, another like specialty-ish episode. So like send in your stories. Um, but for sure, uh, leave a review. Rate us. Review us. Tell a friend. Like make it your Instagram story. Make it your Snapchat story. Make it. I know kids these days are using TikTok, but I don't know how to use it. Um <laughs> I'm not a child, but put it on your TikTok story or whatever it is you do with those things. <laughs> Tell a friend. We're trying to grow. Growth. Growth. Um, growth. <laughs> um, do you think, have you seen Insecure when that woman no. is like, do you know what we call that? Growth. <laughs> I've never watched that show. <laughs> oh, it's um that episode, that moment is, it's inspirational. It makes you want to be a better person. Or at least do better. <laughs> also follow at Sports Quirks on Twitter uh, for a wide variety of content, including dogs, wine, yep. sports, yep. Um, yep. shade. It's all there. Yep. Um, and also follow KSE underscore charities on Twitter. We're going to be talking about a couple of um, nuggets, bigger than sports moments coming up. So if you like to see more of that kind of content, um, Give us a follow there. What are your plugs? The usual. Listen to Tailgate Society pods. Um, we're putting out good content, so go listen to it. There's good stuff. Um, everything from crossing the aisle to drunk dialing to stuff and things. So just make sure you're listening to that and tell a friend about those as well. And then, like I just said a little bit before, we're going to do another like specialty episode. We're going to do a holiday dating episode. Yes, we're so excited for this. So we're going to do a bunch of holiday-themed red flag or deal breakers along with other situations, stories, etc. Uh, you know, things like red flag or deal breaker. Their family runs a 5k on Thanksgiving every year or on Christmas every year, stuff like that. Yeah. So send it. If you have any funny like holiday stories um, 
we'll take them. We'll read them. We'll share them. Um, so that'll be look, be looking for that in mid-December. But start sending stuff in now so we can, like, just get prepped and, yeah, have all that content. And those are the plugs I have. Yes. Um, you want to talk about bigger than sports? I do. But first, um, you know, our podcast and the Tailgate Society and Sports and Quirks on Twitter, it's like um, the SNL uh, skits where it's like, this club has everything. It's true. <laughs> we have everything. So, you know, whatever you're looking for, we can provide that content. So we can't because we have everything. Give us a follow. Yeah. Follow Tailgate Society on Twitter also. Because um, that's also everything for content. New York's hottest club is Spice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to bigger than sports moments. Uh, I think my favorite from this past week um, was a basketball game between um, Texas and Purdue. So um, Boiler basketball fans welcomed Texas guard Andrew Jones to Mackey Arena. Uh, Jones had missed most of last season because he was undergoing treatment for leukemia. And uh, the Purdue fans gave him a warm welcome. Uh, Mm -hmm. They made this like banner thing that they hung up over the stands uh, that said Andrew Jones is unstoppable. And it had the orange leukemia awareness ribbon on it, as well as a Longhorn logo and a um, Boilermaker logo. So I thought that was really nice. Um, They gave him a standing ovation and that had to have been a really cool moment for him. And, you know, just classy move sports bringing people together you love it love to see it love to see it and purdue is just a classy program so good on them hope to see them do well yes and then it looks like a lot of things the denver nuggets have just been crushing it with bigger than sports things everything from Hoops for Troops to World Kindness Day. I know that probably lots of NBA teams did a lot for World Kindness Day, but as you are very close to all of that, do you want to jump into it? Sure. Yeah. So just some feel good stuff. Um, There's a program called Nugget for a Day where um, kids can be nominated by teachers or parents, different, different people in their lives. Um, basically it's a program where we select one kid per month who, um, you know, maybe isn't the best student in the classroom, but you know, they're really kind to their peers or have overcome obstacles, you know, with their family life or just dealing with different circumstances. So, um, recently we had a nugget for a day, um, who is deaf and he was adorable. Um, the players learned a little bit of sign language and basically he got to come and meet the team. And, um, he did a little bit of shoot around with Michael Porter jr, which was the cutest thing ever. And, um, his name was Noah and he dreams of being the best deaf national player on a hearing national sports team. So there are sports teams. Um, the U S has several sports teams, Um, for people who are deaf. So 
like just imagine a bunch of people playing basketball and they're all deaf and they're super competitive and amazing at what they do. Um, his dream is to be part of um, one of those teams. So that was just a really nice, nice, good, feel good thing. Um, like you mentioned, Hoops for Troops. Uh, NBA Hoops for Troops week was this past week. And um, there were some people at a game who took their oath to serve in the military on the court at a Nuggets game. Um, which is kind of a cool activation of Hoops for Troops Week, I thought. Um, and then World Kindness Day. So I think this is just the best day. Don't you agree? Um, yes. <laughs> it's So much good content came out of that um, across every, like, social media platform. And it was just – it was outside of sports, too. Like, totally. it was all over. Like, friends who were teachers, they were talking about it. So, like – it just was so big and so great. And then, like, people with Mr. Rogers is, like, the little picture in his sweater. Oh, Yeah. Very nice. Um, I just love that that's a national day. Well, not even national. It's a world day. Yeah. Um, so the Nuggets had a few activations that day. Um, Mason Plumley and Paul Millsap visited Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children in Denver to hand out Nuggets branded cookies to patients and staff, you know, nurses, doctors to thank them for all that they do. You know, people, medical staff are underappreciated a lot of times and they do a lot of hard selfless work. So just kind of nice to be able to give back to them and thank them a little bit. And then um, Jeremy Grant and Juancho Hernan Gomez visited a fire station in Denver to deliver pizza to the firefighters as a thank you for keeping us all safe. And um, again, you know, firefighters are the kind of people that do a lot of hard emotional work and, um, you know, they deserve to be taken care of too. And then there were a couple of uh, kind of basketball clinics. Um, Tori Craig had a team fit clinic, which um, teaches kids the importance of fitness. I was exhausted just watching them do this workout. <laughs> uh, I was eating banana bread while watching it. So, you know, just uh, teaching them good things. And then uh, Monte Morris and one of the Nuggets ambassadors uh, hosted a junior nuggets clinic at a rec center in Denver. Um, and basically they just help kids learn different basketball skills and, um, talk to them about the importance of being physically active and, you know, staying in school, all that good stuff. Um, so tons of bigger than sports content this week. I would love for oh, yeah. every week to have this much content. Um, hopefully we'll, you know, beef it up a little bit every week and, um, Get to share lots of good things. Oh, yeah. There are good things happening. And, like, as, like, we're going to be in the middle of all the sports. So there will be a lot of opportunities that I'm sure teams will be taking advantage of doing good things in their communities. But, like, players just, like, being good people. Yeah. And so um, if you see any of that, send it to us. Um, you know we'd love to talk about it. You know that this is our favorite segment. So um, send your bigger than sports moment. Either DM it to us or email us at sportsandcorks at gmail.com. Um, and we're, we'd be happy to talk about it. Yeah, and we talk about the things we talk about because they're within our circle and we see them, you know, yeah. naturally. Um, but we would love to cover more topics that 
aren't necessarily coming up in our Twitter timelines, et cetera. So, um, you know, whatever your favorite teams are that you follow on social media, we know they're doing good stuff. When you see that on Twitter, just DM it to Sports and Corks, at Sports Corks, and we will discuss. That's all I've got this week. That's all I've got, too. We're out. Emily and Emily, Sports and Corks.